What's up, boss? This is Abraham's wallet. We span the gap between the austerity of obedience to God and the prosperity rising from faithfulness. Run your home and your dough like a biblical boss. Hi everybody, welcome to Abraham's Wallet. I'm in my home's uh, schoolroom, our little family schoolroom here. And um, what we're going to do today is something fun that we've done before, which is just as you're uh, maybe trying to look fast at what's in our schoolroom, we think it's pretty instructive to take tours of people's homes who have intentionally set their home up uh, as a as, an, as a place to develop uh, kingdom thinking and to develop a uh, vision inside their own families for something that's Abrahamic and multi-generational. And we've done that a couple of times and I'm very excited uh, today to have you go on uh, a tour with Justin Wolfenberg. He's an old friend of mine, a Cincinnati guy, and he led us a couple of weeks ago walk around his property as he shared his heart and mind about why they've made the decisions they have with their home. So I think you're going to really enjoy um, looking around Justin's property. He is one of a kind. So here we are with Justin Wolfenberg. All right, so here we are on a nice little uh, suburban street. We're not really in the suburbs. We're in the middle of Cincinnati. We're on a suburban street. And then you come to this property of yours which as we start exploring it, we'll see kind of feels like we're in the country. You have a little bit of a land. How much land do you have here? About an acre and a half. Yeah. Okay, so what we're gonna see, which I'm excited to show everybody today, is how Justin has made some very, he's a very intentional strategic man here, and he's made some decisions about the way that he's putting his household together, physical space, because the physical space really matters, right? Yes, it does. Give us the foundation on which your physical property sits. Yeah, when we think about this house, we think about being like a mission central house. Like this is the Master home base Chief, here. Huh? Yeah, this is my youngest, John Daniel. He <laughs> just turned six, <laughs> spending grandma and grandpa's birthday money. But our house here is, is it, we think about it as being mission central for our family. Right. Uh, and for us, we didn't want to be isolated, but we wanted land. And that becomes a really tough question of how you solve that problem. Always, and there's no perfect answer. Always tough. I didn't want to be driving to work and gone 45 minutes of uh, commute and but this was ended up being a great neighborhood with a lot of kids around and other neighbors where we can meet and build relationships and have some land and so it was a neat compromise i mean the house was falling down literally falling down it was the only reason we got it in this market uh, but that was a good challenge for us as well too so, so let's talk about yes. the the house itself as we move toward it um you, you say the house was falling down when yes. you got it so yes. what state was it in so it was literally this hill was pushing the hill down. So it was actually leaning like this. <laughs> okay. So we had to dig it up. I, we rented an excavator and I put uh, my 16 year old son on it and I said, learn how to drive it. And uh, which he hated. Oh, I have to learn how to drive an excavator. <laughs> I know I had the crew at lunch on like Monday and I said, tomorrow you're all learning how to drive an excavator. Let's watch a YouTube video. And they dug out the front of the house here. We poured, we had a structural engineer come and design it and poured some counter walls underground we had to dig the whole i remember that, that humongous hole and so now the house is secured we waterproofed it all and so now it's good and so it's a really beautiful when you see it in the back one thing that's really neat about this house is 
the house sits on the front of the property line. In a traditional house, your house is in the middle of the yard, which really limits your amount of land. But this sits like the property line is like right, right here. Oh, We're really? Actually, yeah. We're in the neighbor's yard right now. Yeah, we are. And so. Thank you, sir. Sorry. Yeah. So it makes your land use, which was really creative. You have a lot more land per based on your You house. get the benefit of this backyard, which yes. feels like your front yard exactly. out your front door. Yes. Which that's a new. That's a new entryway you've got yes. there with your fancy, uh, is that cedar? Yes, it is. Oh, yeah, very yeah. fancy. Yes. Yeah, that was built by some 16-year-olds. So. Yeah, the last time I was here, uh, there was the shell of a second floor, actually the shell of a first floor as well. Mm -hmm. And you, the place was covered with uh, teenagers. Yes. So tell us how you, what, what you do. So I, I have a really unique deal where I have a bunch of young teenagers, high school, 15 to 17 year olds that come and work with me basically year round if they're homeschooled, uh, but largely a lot in the summer. And it's apprenticeship program. So I come in and I teach them how to work with their hands i challenge them they do code level all of this is being inspected all of it is code level structural amazing great work i have high high expectations of young people of what they can accomplish and do and as we walk around and you see this uh, just know it was all done by teenagers literally amazing so, yes and that is i just want to mm. spell out that even that was something that you felt called to do to pursue yes. pursue God's mission on your life. It's yes. not like you grew up as a construction expert. No. Um, so this is a this is like a ministry that you put together. Yes. To what ends? Why did you start that thing? So and what's it called? Uh, well, there's really not. A, it's just my family business, Wolfenberg Family Remodeling. I don't have like a ministry name or anything. But basically, 10 years ago, almost 12 years ago, I left my job at a local church and built houses with my family with no experiences. My son was about six, seven, eight years old. And through that process, so much changed in how we did family first, me going away to work and us coming and working together. Uh, and I saw a transformation in him uh, and our relationship. And then all my friends were like, can I get my kid to do that? Right. And then all of a sudden they're my Henry's friends were on the job site. And then all of a sudden the word was going out and I'm having people come to me and say, how do I get my son on that project of yeah. yours? And so now it's an apprenticeship program. You come in the beginning, you pay to be a part of it because you're on a real, it's a real, it's not a, it's not a ministry. It's a business uh -huh. in a business. Right. And this business has to make money. Uh -huh. And so, and I like that because it's not pretend. I hate stuff that's pretend. It's real. Like uh -huh. you have to do this right. You can't fall off that ladder. Like it's no joke. Right. And when you're in that kind of environment, people grow up really fast. And we don't understand why boys aren't becoming men. Oh. And people love to sit around and talk about it but it's very rare to actually do something about it. And so we're doing it. And if you were to meet some of these young people, you would be Impressed. blown away. Yeah. So you might as well tell us now what, what goes through your mind when we use the phrase family business. What, what's the point of that? Yeah, I mean, I think about it as all one big ball. So like when you think the whole mission is to go make disciples, so that's what Jesus said, go make disciples of all nations, okay? Yep. We typically just put it in different buckets. Like I'm gonna go do my church thing, my business thing, my family thing. For me, it's all one bucket. So while I'm doing business- like I gotta go, I'm gonna go make disciples yes. for a couple of hours, I'll be back. Exactly. Uh -huh. So when I'm working at my job, my kids are at work with me, and then there's other kids around that we're making disciples of, all in the same time and i'm doing business and it's all happening at the same time Exciting. and so and it's meaningful like my little boys look up to the apprentices so it's a win for me henry's got his friends around so it's very social and meaningful for him 
it's one big ball. All right, yes. I'm gonna let you just okay. lead the way. Yes. And you just start talking and tell us the, okay. the uh, choiceful decisions you've made. Yes. Years We're ago, gonna see where your family lives, which is on this property. Yes. But they're not living in the future home yet. Not yet. So we're looking at the future living space of yes, your home. Exactly. So we're seeing decisions that are that are starting to be made. So yes. you're going to tell us about this wood yeah, burning stove. Yeah, we've got stove. a wood burning stove. One of the things I, you know, it's like if you think about what you'd want to do for vacation, you know, and then you spend 48 weeks of the year earning it for this one <laughs> week where you end up fighting half the time anyways. <laughs> I started thinking about like, what do I really like? And I loved being around a wood burning stove and a fire. And so I'm like, well, what if I just brought that into my home every day? And so I brought that into the house and I really wanted my kids to materially participate in the business or of making the house get warm, right? Yeah. It's like, how does that, you go, dad, the thermostat's not working, click, you know, click. click. And so they have no concept of how that connects. So my whole family contributes to making the house warm. They help chop down the trees. They help carry the wood. They help every you know throughout the winter they have to go get the wood everyone's got a requirement every week of how much wood they need to bring in so it's a we all work together to heat the house and it's really centrally uh gathers our family together so when i also think about this is like either the bedrooms upstairs won't be heated in the winter so you sleep well under some covers and some blankets but you don't hang out there you draw everything is drawn around this. there's no central heating there is central heating in the house because of the Airbnb and if we ever needed a backup, but we won't use it. It'll be zoned. <laughs> so in the winter, we will only use this to keep this whole house. Yes. So it'll be it'll be mainly the living room, kitchen, and eating area. Correct. And is does school happen in any of these areas? Yes. So we've got a kind of a kitchen here, which is a normal kitchen, a big we like the big islands so people can all be cooking together. Yeah, we together. like the islands. Yes. And so what we think about uh, this all working together, we like to have our family working together around this. So we yeah. have a big open space, space for gatherings, space for big meals here is yeah. all piece of this. And then over here, this bedroom. So this will be uh, either office, meeting room or potential bedroom. It's one of the things we'll see in the bathroom that we're going to go into next, that this could be at a drop of a hat, a bedroom for a grandma or grandpa mm. that's wheelchair bound or needs a place to stay. So we designed that in this house -gen. on the first floor so they can get in easy. And this bathroom right across the hall over here, we designed also to be handicapped accessible. So you've got a 36 inch Wide door. door. You can take your wheelchair up to the vanity. You can ramp, there'll be a little ramp here. You can ramp in. So it's. It's, you know, most of the time grandma ends up in a wheelchair and we think in America, no one ever gets sick. No one ever has a problem. We're in denial <laughs> no of the whole thing. For it. No plan. And then when it happens, Push emergency them away. or you, yeah, you have to send them to a home or it's incredibly stressful overnight remodeling when you're in a very traumatic time. Unless so we, you plan ahead for yes. it. And Which then is, it's not a trauma. No. We, we plan for you. Yes. No problem. Yes. That's fantastic. Yes. And in the meantime, you're thinking that could be an office and this will be the half bath for whoever is here on the first floor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that could be, yeah, well, that'll be a school room, office room, okay. meeting room, and until we need it as a bedroom. Great. Yeah. Now we get the feeling of, uh, of space. Like we don't, we don't feel like we're on the street anymore. No. Feel like we're out in the country. Yes. 
And what in the world are we looking at here? What is this place? Yeah, so this is our acre and a half. We've cleared a lot of it. We've chopped down a lot of trees and some of the old houses over there in a pile for wood. Uh, we've got goats, chickens, <laughs> dogs, cat out here. Uh, we've got a swing. You'll see all the neighborhood kids will come down here on the swing. That becomes a very kind of a tractor <laughs> whole deal. Um, How about the animals, the neighborhood kids? They love it. Yeah. So we've had already had like neighborhood open houses and we say come see the goats and we've had we've met almost oh, a good terrific. chunk of our neighbors. We've built relationships here really, really quickly. Um, it's been really meaningful. And so the animals, when you think of the animals, especially the chickens are, are one thing. We started with chickens and we did that for this one of the same reasons we did the wood burning stove was I wanted my kids to contribute to the household and feel what real life is like. Like, where does food come, Kroger? Well, yeah, yes and no, but it had to go somewhere first. Yes. And so each of my kids has taken a turn. I think it's gonna be Thomas's first winter taking care of the chickens all winter long. And it's been a rite of passage in our family that oh, you neat. do it for a winter. Rain or shine, freezing cold or not, you take the ax out, you have to ax up the water so you can put it in there and it becomes something you see them. I love watching their character develop because when they start it, they're, they're oh, moaning and whining. And by about like December or January, they just do it. They, because they know me, I'm pretty tough. It's not gonna help you. Yeah. The whining's not gonna <laughs> help anything. Yeah, you, you're gonna do it the easy way or the hard way, but you're going to do it. It's sort of kind of the motto around here. And so they work through that and their character is way different at the end of that. And they can do it all winter long. The goats, on the other hand, have been a more neater experiment. My wife came to me on Mother's Day. She goes, I want a goat for Mother's Day. I almost <laughs> fell over, but I kept it together. I mean, a lot of wives say <laughs> yeah. that to their husbands. I, I was like, ring, yeah. I, there's a lot I was willing. Like, I was Spa day yeah. <laughs> or goat. Yeah. So, and uh, so we did, I, we got a goat. And so the primary, when the initial thing is because I love my wife and I wanted her to feel loved. And so we got it and it turned out to be really neat. Uh, especially for my girls really got into it. And so Adria, who's here today, loves animals. She's not designed to be a scholar, but she's a genius when it comes to animals. Awesome. She'll go down there and lay with the goats. She can give the goats shots. She can peel their eyelids back. <laughs> she's fearless around animals and really intuitive. And so you've got a kid that if she was in a normal school setting, she would be struggling. But she has a place where she feels alive and is thriving Neat. and is successful and has a vision and purpose for her life. Right. And I think sometimes we, when you think about your household, you know, you might have two or three giftings represented yes. by mom or dad. But if you have a lot of kids, that needs to start spreading out. Right. And if only thing that's celebrated in your house is football and accounting, then maybe one or two kids might fall into that and be successful. But I'm not an animal person, you know, but my kids are. That's great. Right? And so... I think we're too narrow and we don't realize that our architecture will only support one or two values. Mm. And so when your household expands like this, there's more places for them to come in. And, and okay, so you gave the example of your wife asked for the goat um, and you found giftedness in your daughter that way. But can you give us any tips on how do you generously expand the vision of your home as your children are coming of age and you recognize tendencies in them that you don't have. How can you make space for those gifts? Yeah, that's a good thing. Like I'll give another example. So I think you really have to have a big, you're comfortable in what you're good at. I like, you know, teaching and pastoring. Yeah. I'm not comfortable in the prophetic world in general, but if you read the Bible, it's all over the Bible. Yeah. So you have to be like, okay, this can't be about me. 
And so we would bring in other people that were very prophetic. Uh -huh. And I watched my daughter Layla just flourish in this thing. Uh -huh. And so that actually had to in some way or another be sort of outsourced or we right. had to be in, in community with other people who right. were flourishing in these kind of things. And not in my little cell group that's only focused on one thing. Right. So it, you have to be exposed to these other things where you flourish. And so sometimes you need to bring in outside people to help. Yep. Uh, so my daughter is being mentored by people who are outside of our family in that. Right. And there's things you just can learn like goats right we just learned how to do that uh -huh. and expanded our territory you know we started with chickens right we didn't start with the hard goats you kind of build your way up to these things uh -huh. as you're going we watched adria do well with the chickens and we're like well there's something going on there and so she would ask she would rather do go feed the chickens in january than cook eggs in the morning <laughs> uh -huh. so it was like okay there's something happening uh-huh so. just an observation really interesting two two things one is that you, I think some people think of, well, we could take on chickens. That's kind of the hipster homesteading move. You're not thinking, well, chickens will provide us with eggs year round and maybe get us some meat in the fall or something. You're thinking this is the right thing for growing my family and for training them. Correct. I think that's a really significant uh, difference. And the second thing is we're going to, you and I are talking later about the role of father as pastor and putting the the modern idea of pastor out of business and replacing him with the father but i just want to observe that you seem to think that the ephesians 4:13 picture of the fivefold giftings you seem to think that it's cognizant on you to bring those giftings underneath your roof Yes. And say, if there are a multiplicity of these gifts, and I don't have them all, I have to go find these guys and bring them in for my family to have the fullness of exposure to the kingdom, yes. which is super foreign to most people. They're like, well, I'm crossing my fingers that the local church does a good job at that. And if they don't, well, what can I do? But you're saying I'm taking ownership for exposing my family to those things. Yes. Okay, last time I was here, Henry and his teenage friends yes. were bashing out brick, cutting, yes. cutting brick. Yes. And this was, uh, you know, nine feet from the ground. Yes. And now we're standing on this beautiful deck here. Yes. Treks, good, good mm -hmm. material here. So um, tell me what you envision for this deck. Yeah, one thing small but simple is if you can take your deck, if you're thinking about building a home and you can put a roof over it, uh -huh. you know, and we, so we added that roof because it expands the amount of time. So I meet with guys in the morning. And so Tuesday morning, I was out here having a meeting with a young guy that I was working with. Uh, that's just a simple little thing, but it goes. That's my next move. Yes. We've got a deck that's limited because yes. if, because weather will yes. limit your use of my beautiful big deck yes. that opens out into forest. And it's like, uh, I get frustrated when we can't use it. So that's yes. a great tip. Yes, but that's it. It's gathering family meals, anything you can imagine you would typically use a deck for. But so yeah. you, you, you can imagine a table out here. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Sweet. Well, let's, let's walk around the grounds a little bit okay. and then we'll see uh, what's downstairs. You want to keep your chickens alive. This is, you need outside dogs. So all of our animals have a job. They're not for my felt needs, although we enjoy them. <laughs> 
they all have a job here. And so the dogs protect the chickens. Um, so our friend predators. Tim Schmoyer yes. just lost 46 chickens. Mm -hmm. And they now have a baby border collie. Yes. For that very reason. Yes. Yes. I told him before he was going to lose his chickens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well. So what are we looking at here? What, what's... So you've got the goat barn over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. This the is where they sleep. And Oh, you, they come in here every night? Uh -huh, they come over they'll here? come in over here. There's some more goats over there. I'm hoping that a child, it's a child's job to bring them into this. Adria does it a lot. Okay. My wife does it a lot, yeah. And when Erebus. last time I was Erebus. here, no. Last time I was here, there were there were baby goats in here. Yes. Now they're grown. They're yeah, medium size. And uh, you got some squash growing here. Yeah, those are volunteer squash. They just showed up. I don't know no how. Kidding. Yeah, somehow our composting or something, they just came. That was a nice. little gift. So this is all your property. Yes. There's lots of talk of fruit trees and. Lots to happen over the next 10 years. We're never going to be bored. Who's you know. the driver of the, the vision on that kind of stuff? Shelly has a really great picture for land. Okay. You know, when you think of the Proverbs 31 woman and all oh. that she does. Uh, Daniel, this yes. you've got this guy's attention yes. right here. He, he, he's, he thinks that the camera might be uh, like invading his territory. Yes, Arabesque. actually call this cover right. on a microphone a dead cat. Yes. Okay, so. there you go. That'll do it. Yes. He sees the dead cat. Yes. Okay, so is there, garden, is there gardening happening here? Yeah, we're in the beginning stages. You can see our main priority is getting our house done, so our sure. land is coming. So there's a lot going fallow. to happen. It lays fallow. Yes, it, right now it does. There's some plantings. There's a small garden going on up there a little bit uh, on the hill. This will be some kind of composting there. Tell, me, tell Daniel what you told me last time about this tent over in so the So here, this is where my <laughs> oldest son, Henry, sleeps, and he's been out here since January. So he'll make almost a whole year. There's no electricity, nothing there. He's just learned to sleep out there uh, because you'll see soon we're sleeping in the basement right now. And so he's had an, an experience of sleeping outside with the dogs. This might be Micah's little trailer moment for the uh, Instagram. What do they call those things? Anybody know what they call those things on Instagram? The reel. This could be the trailer for the reel. The boy, he has a boy that sleeps out in that tent. Who, who lives this way? Why, why does he live? Is this on purpose? What are they doing? <laughs> okay, great, great. And this is uh, composting? Composting here, okay. yeah. Okay. And this is wood for the, which, this will heat our house right over here for the winter. Oh really, all yes. of your cutoffs, you yeah. can burn those. This was the old house, the old roof here. And then there's a bunch of trees Tremendous. we took down over here, yeah. Nice fence here. Yeah. Built by children. Yep. Good. Henry and I, this is one of the first projects Henry and I did when he was like seven years old together. And so it traveled from us from our old house to our new house here. Uh, and so we put it all together. Yeah. Recently stained uh, by Adria. Is this fence line yours? Well, that's, yeah, that fence line is ours. And what's really cool is Adria our daughter has a gift of, we call it making friends or evangelism, but she's met the entire street. <laughs> and one lady owns 20 acres down the center oh of this whole thing. Adria met her, built a relationship with her. She came down last week and said, if you want this little plot of land, I'll sell it to you. 
<laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, dead serious. And uh, That happened last week. Yeah, and so we're like, I think so. So we are already going to be able to expand our land as soon as we finish this project. Do you want all 20 acres? Uh, I mean, you know, maybe in 10 years, yes. But in the short term, it's really great. I mean, you can just see how beautiful that it's land beautiful. is over there. Yeah. So, again, well, in the just, short term, what do you think? Two acres by a couple of acres? Right there. I would, that's an acre. We would take three to five in a heartbeat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I see ATV trails. It could be. Could be. Yeah. Yes. Neat. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to see uh, the hardiness of the Wolfenberg clan. Uh, if you haven't picked up on that already. Uh, last time I was here, there were also uh, chicks in there, in this box, which my daughters loved. I think there were about 20 chicks in this box. Let's just say they used the, uh, they used the property. So, around, around this corner, underneath this new deck, here on this ground floor, but from the front door, it's the basement, but around the corner, it's the ground floor is this living space. First of all, tell us um, what's the future of this space. So what's gonna be down here, we're living here now. Uh -huh. So we bought the house, we finished the basement. It was like a dungeon. We finished it all out. And then, uh, so we're living here now, but it's going to be an Airbnb. And there's a couple reasons we're doing that. One, it allows us to have a home-based business where everybody's involved. So my wife and kids will all be involved in the business. Uh, it allows us to practice hospitality, so we're always open and ready for people to be coming in. We kind of think it's a gift to live isolated where no one watches us. It's actually miserable. Mm. It's like much more healthy. If you think about human history, you were in a tent next to someone. Mm -hmm. You couldn't hide your arguments from your wife. You couldn't right. hide Everybody how you screamed at your kids. You know, it was very public. And so, anyways, that's not the reason we're doing it, but it's one of the benefits of always having people around. It's a built-in accountability system. We're going to be doing hospitality, always greeting and welcoming people. Even when we don't want to talk to people, we'll be talking to people, you know, uh, and with people who want to come and visit. So anyone hearing this says, I want to learn more about how you live this way. I want to learn more about mm -hmm. this way of life and way right. of family and what God says about the come. We'll host you here for a weekend. You Keep know? the revolving door going. Yes. It's Keep people open. coming through. Yes. And and it's a business in the sense that will pay for this whole house. So it's an asset. We're not building our own little paradise that's going to put us in debt forever although it's ex very expensive right now mm -hmm. i'm bleeding right now sure. i can't wait to get it done sure so <laughs> but it will over time it'll be an asset for the home and pay for everything that we've done here so it, it'll do two things one it, it'll be a business when people that you're not connected to want to come to the lovely city yes. of cincinnati yes um as tourists but when you have people that come in or you want to host it can also do that for you absolutely and do you think that hospitality is an option if you're a kingdom family? I don't think so. Oh. Yeah. Oh. You see commands like yes. in Romans 12 that we have to practice hospitality for yes. kingdom men? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and just as it's not natural. Some people like hosting. You know, Shelly and I are not in the camp where it's normal. But if you don't like it, you don't have to do it. Isn't that, that right? I think that's one way to think about it. <laughs> but I think you let the Bible shape who you are. Correct. And there you go. you don't base things on if you like it or feel good about it. So My man. we are saying that's part of a kingdom culture. We need to grow in that. Amen. And so it's been great. We've come a long way. We still have a long way to go, but we've come a long way from yeah. where we were 10 years ago. And you might could tell people when they stay yes. in the Airbnb, 
if they'll get up at four, they could also break up the ice for the chickens. They could, yeah. They could be an experiential thing. Yeah. And a small thing, but this, you know, from the American government likes business tax write-offs. This is really a wise decision from a tax standpoint. It's true. And it's so, true. I, I never think of like jobbing the system when it comes to taxes. I think our government has been set up to reward certain behaviors. Yes. And if so, if we just walk in those ways, then accept the rewards that have been set up for you. So like tax write-off for a portion of your home, great, yep. do it. And the animals, because they're part of the experience. And so it Radical. becomes, it's, you know, lots and lots of different things. So, Smart. Yeah. Here we are. This is the present home. Yes. I'm going to scrape off some dirt out Yeah. Here. So here's where we are. We're living in about 750 square feet for eight of us right now. <laughs> here's our table uh, that we built actually, Henry and I and Shelly helped finish it. It's an old electric school table. You know, people often ask me the question of like where, where I go to church, you know, and, and the answer is complicated and multifaceted. But one of the ways, one of the places we go to church is right around this table. Now you're talking. So in the morning, we open up the Bibles. They're sitting right there. They're easy to grab. So we just pass them around the table. We all read three verses and go around a circle and read a chapter. We start at Genesis and go through Revelation. And everybody contributes to the discussion. My little five-year-olds uh, just say, what'd you hear? And they come up with two or three words they heard. And we go around and there's some questions and I kind of go last and say what I, whatever I feel like I want to say. But I don't feel pressure to be like a pastor and teach. I let the word teach and I may make a comment or ask some questions on mm. it as we set it all up. But it, this is one of the places we think about where we go to church is right around this table. Mm. We do our Friday night Shabbat meal or our kind of remembrance meal around this table every Friday night. And it becomes a very special place. And I think I like thinking about having your, your table <clears throat> being uh, a place you go to church at. What's this cutout here in the drywall? That cutout is there. That was a compliments of the inspector. Oh, uh, great. The inspector Thanks wanted so to see where that pipe went. And so we accommodated him and he was happy with what he saw. Sheesh. So. Egg, I just want to point out a lot of people don't have an egg dispenser in their home. <laughs> but here's a helpful egg yes. holder and dispenser. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I see uh, school books. Yes. And so we're, it's very small. And so what's important is here. And you, we really scale down. You know, we have a handful like when you think of eight kids, you know, I've been in some homes where there's rooms full of toys. This is what is limited to what we have right here. <laughs> and so most of it's kind of board games. Legos is like the one toy that I feel is like has any value at all. And they like, but the rest of the stuff. So I tell I've told all of our in-laws we have eight kids and we cannot take hundreds of gifts and so they now only do one gift and, and I tell them it's most likely going to be gone in three weeks but if you want them to enjoy it for three weeks they're more than welcome to <laughs> so if you want to spend time with them and have an experience you can do that as well too so okay uh, Justin sometimes uh, lets his children keep toys for only three weeks just something to think about Okay. I just, you, I, I came to this decision. I didn't have to be a victim to the gifts and other people's agendas. Many in my people life. feel that way. It's really, it's actually kind of difficult. Like someone gave this to me. I have to eat I this or play with this toy. To it. And it's like, no, you actually, you can throw some of that food away and well, you can throw some of these toys away or give them away, whatever you would like to do. But so, uh, <coughs> yes. so, but here's our bedroom. 
here. Shelly and I sleep in this bedroom here. We're all sharing a bathroom right now. And so for it'll be about a year when it's all said and done. And I think one of the things I told all of us, which was me included, when we started this, I said, it is good to be inconvenienced for your character. Like, I'm not going to apologize for one minute. We just talked about this, Mark and I. Yes, it is. I'm not going to apologize for you being inconvenienced and raise you to be spoiled American children. You should have your own bedroom. You should have all this, this, and this. And that goes for me, too. You know, there's been a many times I've wanted to go to the bathroom. I've been running outside around the house. You know, like, yeah. I, I embrace the inconvenience. I don't <clears throat> like it like anyone else. I'm a normal human being. But I embrace it as character training for me and all of our kids. We've shared a bathroom for eight of us since January, and it's been just fine. And actually been really good because my kids would let things be a lot messier. Right. And so we're actually training them. To, they ha when you have eight people in the bathroom, you cannot just do what you want. You have to, it has to be some level of order in things in there. You're doing this on steroids, but one of the things that I say to single men is don't live alone in an apartment where everything is, is custom made to your specifications. Yes. At least choose, opt into the discomfort of having to be considerate for one other person that you yes. live with. Excuse me. <coughs> and you guys are doing this with a family of eight. Yes. Uh, the living area has sitting room for three. Yes. <laughs> That's where I'm sitting right now. Okay, yes. I see that. Uh -huh. Yeah, so some people have to sit on the floor, or you pull the chair over or whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah, yes. And and again, back to this uh, the school stuff, where does the schooling happen? Uh, so actually, well, there's a desk in Layla's room and there's a desk in the storage room over here. Mm -hmm. And then around this table as well. Shelly okay. will do school with the little kids around that table. Yeah. Is that a morning? activity yeah we're not high we don't do as much school as normal people do but sometimes in the morning so our older well all of our kids but specifically our older kids they'll work three days and then go to school three days during okay. the winter time okay so today is like a school day for henry and layla okay and yesterday they were hanging soffit in right gutter. okay so. show us this show us around the corner here okay. So there's two of the girls stay in here. Right. That turns on the closet light there. Girls bed, desk, girls bed, 20 inches from the ceiling. <laughs> Here's the bathroom we're sharing with yeah. the washer and dryer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he says they share it with eight people. They also share it with the washer dryer. Yes. Which will stay. Yes, when so it's that'll be all part of the Airbnb and all designed for that. And, and so here's where the two, the six and seven year olds sleep here. And then my other daughter, Anaya, sleeps over here. <laughs> and so it's all, all part of it. I think this is why Henry opted on the tent experience. Uh, said, there I'll... wasn't much room for him uh -huh. in here. But, I can invent my own room. Yes, but they will eventually all share, the three boys will all share a room up on the second floor. Great. When we're all said and done. What happens to the, these stairs? To stay there. They'll stay there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, because so, this will all be storage. This yes. won't be a bedroom. This will be a door here gotcha. and shut this off. Yeah. Okay. So this won't, the, Air, the Airbnb renters stop here. Yes. I gotcha. Yes. Well, this is great, Justin. Thank you so much for letting us see around your uh, home. You, you 
are one of the most uh, bold and intentional kingdom following family leaders I know. So it's, uh, it's an honor to look around this space and hear some of your, a lot of people can walk around this space, but to hear why, to hear the reasoning that you've gone through. Can you give any closing piece of advice for a young dad that's putting his home together and he's trying to think, well, would that, just like upstairs, what, should that room be an office or should it be another bedroom? Or what should we do with this space? Should, should we try to split this between a, a TV watching area or whatever? Yeah. yeah, I would say first and foremost is get on the same page with your wife. And so that's like step one. And so Shelly and I went through lots of counseling. We did story form life. We did like, and you took then time on that. We took time on that. I'm a move fast mover. And God gave me a wife that is not. Mm -hmm. And that was actually a gift. Mm -hmm. I used to resent that. Like, oh, she's slowing me down. <laughs> of and course. actually, God gave me her for a reason. And when we learned how to work together, and I like to say we learned how to dance well, uh -huh. that's when the real fruit started to happen. Uh -huh. My ideas might have been good, but they were not seasoned and thought through. And the depth, and there's a whole reason you get married. That's excellent. And, uh, and so I would say step one is that. Great. And then... Step two is you take one step at a time and not feel the burden to do this. We're 12 years in. Yes. I didn't do this. There was lots of little, little, little steps. I had a job. And so I started very small. Like, I want to take my kids to work. I was like, okay, well, I work at a local church. We do a lot of breakfast meals. I'll just take Henry with me to my breakfast meals when he's three years old. <laughs> and so then he would sit through a breakfast. And I had to train him how to sit through a breakfast. Yep. And he would hear. And I, so I started step by step. And you get going here. And then, of course, you've got to find people who will help you. You cannot do this on your own. Mm -hmm. And so go visit people. I, I always tell people, Jesus never healed someone he felt sorry for. Mm. He only healed the obnoxious, begging lunatics, mm -hmm. you know. So be obnoxious in getting help and going to seek the kingdom mm -hmm. and asking for it. Don't great. wait around and feel sorry for yourself watching TV. Go make it happen. That's great. Thank you, Justin. Yeah. Take, a, take a lesson, everybody. Yeah.